Welcome to Kingdom Business News and Interviews with Essence E, where there is inspiration in every interview and hope in every topic. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my show. I'm your host, Essence E, and I pray everyone is having a beautiful day out there today. I pray you guys are pushing forward and fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. Amen. So today is a special show. Today, we are honoring Martin Luther King Jr. and his legacy, and I wanted to talk about him a little bit, and I also want to discuss the racism that keeps on going that keeps on going today in our society. So let's get into our show. Martin Luther King Jr. was an American Baptist minister and activist, one of the most prominent leaders in the civil rights movement from 1955 until his assassination in 1968. An American church leader and a son of early civil rights activist and minister, Martin Luther King Sr., King advanced civil rights for people of color in the United States through nonviolence and civil disobedience. Inspired by his Christian beliefs and the nonviolent activism of Gandhi, he led targeted nonviolent resistance against Jim Crow laws and other forms of discrimination. King participated in and led marches for the, for the right to vote, desegregation, labor rights, and other civil rights. He oversaw the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott and later became the first president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. As president of the SCLC, he led the unsuccessful Albany movement in Albany, Georgia, and helped organize some of the nonviolent 1963 protests in Birmingham, Alabama. King was one of the leaders of the 1963 March on Washington, where he delivered his I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The civil rights movement achieved pivotal legislative gains in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Voting Rights of 1965, and the Fair Housing Act of 1968. The SCLC put into practice the tactics of nonviolent protests with some success by strategically choosing the methods and places in which protests were carried out. There were several dramatic standoffs with segregationist authorities who sometimes turned violent. Several times King would be jailed. FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover considered King a radical and made him an object of the FBI's Quinta Pro from 1963 on forward. 
FBI agents investigating him for possible communist ties, spied on his personal life, and secretly recorded him. The FBI in 1964 mailed King a threatening anonymous letter, which he interpreted as an attempt to make him commit suicide. On October 14, 1964, King won the Nobel Peace Prize for combating racial inequality through nonviolent resistance. In 1965, he helped organize two of the three Selma to Montgomery marches. In his final years, he expanded his focus to include opposition towards poverty, capitalism, and the Vietnam War. In 1968, King was planning a national occupation of Washington, D.C. to be called the Poor People's Campaign when he was assassinated on April 4th in Memphis, Tennessee. His death was followed by national mourning as well as anger leading to riots in many U.S. cities. King was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1977 and the Congregational Gold Medal in 2003. Martin Luther King Jr. Day was established as a holiday in cities and states throughout the United States beginning in 1971. The holiday was enacted at the federal level by legislation signed by President Ronald Reagan in 1986. Hundreds of streets in the U.S. have been renamed in his honor and the most populous country and the most populous county in Washington state was rededicated for him. The Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. was dedicated to him in 2011. He was a great man, and he did a lot for the African-American community. I just want to say thank you so much for your sacrifice and for your love for, for the African-American community. You, He did so many beautiful, beautiful things, and we honor him on this show. And I just want to say thank you to him. You know, it's too bad, you know, in our society now, we are still battling racism and prejudice. And it still exists because, you know, there is an underlying prejudice that is still among us. And to, uh, today, so th there are racial slurs that, that happen behind African-Americans' backs. Not only are the people still trying to put us down, but they do it very sneaky and they do it very quietly quietly. You know, throughout our lives, we were taught in the history books how Columbus discovered America and other national leaders, they were good men, but these so-called truths were nothing but lies. Our people were the first to be here. We were the first to be here. And racism has been in our country for years and is still here. And you would think after you know, after Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, Medgar Evers, and other influential African-American people who stood up for African-Americans' rights, that it would, be, it would be a different world in 2023. Now, don't get me wrong. We have come a long way. We truly have. But there's still this underlying, underlying hate that people have for the African-American community. And, you know, something happened to me the other day. A, a lady told me, she said, oh, you look pretty today. What are you, what are you about to do? Go out into the wildlife? <laughs> and, you know, I didn't even know how to take that comment. When somebody else heard that comment, they wanted to go off. I'm glad that they didn't, but, and I didn't go off. 
but it still it still kind of stung me because it, it made me think to myself like why are people so afraid of brown skin when that's how god made me what 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 is it are you afraid of our skin are you afraid of our dark brown eyes are you afraid of our hair like what is it why do people hate so much when they don't even have a reason to hate and i never i never really understood that sometimes while growing up i never understood why is it got to be a black or why is it got to be a white thing why is it got to be be this or that why do we have all these issues when god made each and every single one of us you know growing up for me i was always taught you know god made man in his own image that means everyone he made them uh he made them blue black white it 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 it, it, it didn't matter because god made you so you were beautiful in his sight so to me so to me i i thought to myself everybody is beautiful god made everybody beautiful he did and you know you know growing up coming to find out you know not everybody thinks like that <laughs> not everybody thinks like that they always see you as as a, as an animal in a way as an animal like you're not decent to be in society and i still can't believe after everything that martin luther king has done we are still in this place where racism you know, it, it truly still exists. It truly still exists, you know, and it really is unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. We still have people who spew out their racial slurs and flaunt their superiority and authority over us. Some people try to make you think that they don't have racial undertones and sometimes they try to be try to be the good guy or the good woman but deep down inside they have prejudices and they say and they do things behind behind our backs so you know i'm not saying i'm not talking about this because i hate someone or or that i uh, i have a prejudice against someone it's not about that it's not about that. I'm talking about this because we really need to check ourselves. I'm talking about this because we really need to check ourselves out there. We need to stop letting hate dictate how we feel. We need to stop letting prejudice dictate how we feel. We need to we need to stop these things because people hate for no reason at all. People have prejudices for no reason at all. Because what does my skin color have to do with you? Why does me being me offend you? If I'm happy in my own skin, if I'm happy with this beautiful brown skin that God has given me and my beautiful African-American hair, you know, if I'm happy with it, why do you have a problem with it? Why do people have a problem with African-Americans being African-Americans? You know, I see that some girls, that, that's the reason why a lot of girls, they ended up getting a perm. And for, no, and for those who don't know what a what, what a perm is or, or, or a relaxer, we used to call it perms, but then we started calling relaxer the, the proper terminology. The, re, the reason why some girls start getting relaxers in their hair, because they felt that people would not respect them if they had a kink or a curl in their hair. That their head had to be absolutely bone straight. I heard of a story of a comedian. A comedian, she actually said this. She walked in with her fro to a job interview and they wouldn't even look at her twice. Then she came back and she put on her straight hair. 
Like literally, she got straight hair and then they were all up in her face. You see all these stereotypes and all these things that, that people have. And we need to stop that. We truly need to stop that. I am so happy that now girls, little girls are appreciating their crowns. I didn't appreciate my crown. I did not appreciate my crown. I did not like wear my hair in my in its natural form. But now I do. I do wear my hair in its natural form. I still wear afro. I still wear some afro pieces, but I mean, I love I love my afro. I love being an African American woman. I am proud of my people and everything that they have accomplished. I am proud of that. No one is going to take that away from me. No one can take that away from me. I am proud the way God made me. I would not want to be any other color than what I am now. Because I am so proud of our community. I am so proud of Martin Luther King and how he stood up. He stood up and he stood up for our color. He stood up against racism. He wanted equality. He wanted people to come together. He wanted whites, blacks, Jews, Gentiles. It it doesn't matter even who you are, Mexican, Italian. It doesn't matter who you are because we are all made in the image of the Lord. We are all made by his image. We are all the same. We may speak different languages and we may have different backgrounds, but we are all the same in God's eyes. And I believe that Martin Luther King, he knew that he wanted to bring that to the table. He didn't want to be violent with other people. He wanted to bring people together and he wanted to say, stop this. I am you. You are me. I am you. You are me. God made the both of us. He made the both of us. So why are we doing this? Why do we have all this hate for no reason? Why do you hate? Why do you have this prejudice? Some people they 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 do grow up with it. It's built it's built into them. I I, I can't even I I can't even make an excuse for that because if it's built into you, yes, you you are going to have it. But I'm just saying, why teach your children to hate? What are we what are we telling the next generation? What are we telling them? Because we still have violence, we still have cops that harass. We still have cops that harass African American people. We still have uh, people trying to call call the cops on other bla- on other black kids. I heard of this of this black kid. He was just cutting this person's grass, and he and this neighbor saw that. Call the police, and the poor child ended up getting shot. He ended up getting shot. He was, he was in a neighborhood just cutting someone's grass. And this lady looked out the window and saw, and saw him, didn't believe he belonged there, called the police on him, and this poor child ended up getting shot. This, is, this really has to stop. This truly has to stop. And you know what? It has to stop with us. It has, it, it really has to stop. The next generation, how do we, how do we uh, tell the next generation uh, what to do when we have all this hate within us? We have all this hate within us. And we are up here trying to tell the next generation on, oh, how to do this and how, how, uh, oh, how to do that. How do we tell them not to hate what we hate? We cannot hate. We cannot hate or be prejudiced against the other side because it makes us just as bad. I want to get that out there because even though sometimes I get I get in my feelings, don't get me wrong, when people, they say things and they do things and it really irks your soul because it's like, I am a person just like you. 
I am a person. I have two eyes. I have a nose. I have hair. I have legs. I have arms. I I I, I am a woman. You're a woman. You're uh, uh, and some men be like I'm a man. You're a man. Why do we let racism dictate to us to be together? Why do we let it dictate to us to be together? Because a lot of times people don't want to see white and black together. A lot of people they don't want to see that. They don't want they don't want that to be brought together. They want things to stay, to stay the same. So what are we teaching our next generation? We need to say enough is enough and start coming together and say I will break bread with you and say that I don't care what color you are. I do not care. I can look across from you and sit at the table with you and not be worried because you're a person. I'm a person. You're a person. And we need to start treating each other like human beings. Okay. So I'm going to end in this show with in this show with uh with my thoughts on that. Well, in my speaking with my thoughts on that. And I have something special for you guys. You are going to listen to I Have a Dream speech by Martin Luther King. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that right now. And you're gonna hear after I Have a Dream speech, Sam Cook's song, A Change, is gonna come. And we are still fighting this battle today. We truly are. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I know we as a people, no matter what, we can do better. We can't, we can't be better towards each other. We can't have more love towards each other. We can do this. We can, because if God, because if God gave his only begotten son for the world and they treated him with so much hate, some, some of them people, they treated him with so much hate, but did God destroy them? Did God do anything to, do anything to them? No, because he loved the world so much that he gave Jesus Christ as a sacrifice, his only son, his only son is a sacrifice. So if God in his infinite love can do that, we can sit down and break bread together and we can love each other as well. Amen. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of it. I will be back with more with more shows. Hopefully, I will, I will be back with the interview real soon. So you guys take care out there. I love you. God bless you all. I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. 
It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners, will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racism, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. And every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the south with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day with all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing, 
land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring and when it happens. When we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. Cause I don't know what's up there. Beyond the sky It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh, yes it will I go to the movie And I go downtown Somebody keep telling me don't hang around It's been a long, a long time coming But I know a change gonna come Oh, yes it will Then I go to my brother Say, brother, help me, please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. 
But I know change gon' come. 